This pod, episode 100, that's right, episode 100, is brought to you by Rustwater Kitchen and Tap Room, located at 800 Texas Street, Fairfield, California, 94533. Come see our friends at Rustwater Kitchen and Tap Room. Dave and crew are always giving you the best service, food, and most importantly, brews. With a wide selection of beer, bring your friends, it's family friendly, and the place is open with limited seating. It's first come, first serve, and don't forget to mask up if you're not eating or drinking. Thanks again, Rustwater. We love you, and we'll see you soon. Please drink responsibly, and don't drink and drive. Hey there, everybody. This is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is episode 100 of the Movie Pals podcast. <laughs> Woohoo! We did we, it! We made it, guys. Holy We're only shit, saying this because I believe we've said this a few times this week. <laughs> This is like the 50th time. This is time the longest pod we've yeah. ever done because of <laughs> issues we've had. So we're going to explain to you guys. So originally what we had planned was we were going to do a um, a double review here of the new Disney Plus film and uh, in theaters Disney film uh, Cruella, which just uh, released last week, as well as yeah. uh, A Quiet Place Part 2, which also released last week. So we were going to, you know, we brought in different... Uh, people to come in and do this do these reviews we have uh, scott reynolds on our a quiet place part two review and then we had michael parkham and my brother jonathan ring for corella we also so had we com- a surprise yeah. uh, nabil was gonna do one with his shirt off <laughs> and then the other with his pants off so you know kind of yeah. mix it up a little bit i'm missing it all out now that's what he told us but i think he's lying so <laughs> hands down they were really good conversations, and um, A Quiet Place Part 2, by the way, you will be hearing that in the pod. That's going to be our main review for this one, but unfortunately, all of the audio from Cruella was terrible because settings on my end weren't working right, and Marco and I were echoing off each other, so... We, we had a lot of technical difficulties, which we are no, definitely going yet. to address in the next They have been two fixed, weeks. by the way, so... Unfortunately, I don't have a time machine to go back in time to tell my old self exactly what was needed to be done. I mean, it literally only took me like 10 minutes when I got home to figure it out. But sometimes under pressure, I guess I just don't do a good job. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> a lot of backseat drivers that day tell me what to do. So, um, Long story short, you're not going to hear a review of Cruella. Um, if you really want to know what we thought about it, uh, we thought it was all right for the most part. I think our, our general consensus was it was an all right movie. Check it out when it's probably free. Yeah. Um, entertaining um, it's 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 probably in yeah. for you know maybe a younger audience but yeah a lot of good music in there yeah there was i will i will say that much too soundtrack wise so unfortunately you, you were not going to hear that because we're not going to get that all back together but uh we do want to thank uh michael parker mikey and my brother john he also surprised us as well he had some custom uh water bottles made for us which is awesome it's very cool. which we and, also announced um, and uh now, now we're announcing again now so we're announcing it again now, yeah, basically, because there's no way you would know about these water bottles until we now just bring it up to you, because, Well, you know. s- someone, friend of the pod, uh, actually posted it on Twitter, so you can go on our Twitter and at MoviePalsPod and go check it out there. Yeah, a few of you actually received some of these, and will be receiving some, so uh, be on the lookout. I know Nabil has not got his yet. I Never. believe it's coming Monday no. now. I don't. And, and because BTS Mikey and like, John hey. aren't uh, on the pod anymore, they're not getting theirs now. Sorry, it's it's just it's just a rule. <laughs> That's it. So, We're done. Even it. though John made him, we like, <laughs> Joe, him John back. got him. <laughs> yeah, you have He's to like, send him back, big guy. So basically, the way that we're going to set this pot up is now you're about to hear our segment here for our review for A Quiet Place Part Two, and then at the end of that, we're going to have kind of a um, 
look back on our last 100 episodes. We're going to go through each episode one by one. It's just a seven and a half hour podcast. I hope you guys are ready. And we just break down every <laughs> single episode. So we got to go ready. He has, he has, he's using his water. No, he doesn't have his water bottle. God damn it. So <laughs> unfortunately, no, I'm kidding. We're just going to go with that. And then we have viewer questions. Um, if we sound unenthusiastic of answering them, it's because we've already answered most of these. But yeah. we're going to try our best to give better answers this time. So, yeah, don't uh, give out all the secrets, ado, James. Hey, hey, hey. I just want to be totally honest. This is a fucking sham. So, just to let you know. We're, we're a little salty. No. We, we put a lot of time and effort into this. We're very excited that it's our 100th episode. It's, it's a milestone that we've achieved and one that we wanted to share with all our listeners, all supporters yeah. and stuff. And and I, I was irritated. Just, yeah, yeah, that's all. He, we're, we're I almost all wanted to scrap the whole out. thing. So it was like, <laughs> what can we do to fucking <laughs> we even almost, fix this? So we almost, we almost canceled ourselves. We were just gonna do it live. Didn't happen. Yeah, Neville did it. Uh, we'll do it live. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll do it live. I was like, well, I don't know if that's possible, sir. We're recording right now. So without further ado, the go guys. Let's get right into our segment here of our review for a Quiet Place Part Two. All right, guys, so for this segment of the pod, we are going to be going over A Quiet Place Part 2, but first, we would like to introduce our guest for this segment, LR Farm Design's very own Scott Reynolds. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Of course, man. Thanks for joining, dude. We've been wanting to get Scott on this pod for the longest time, and stuff happened pandemic happened the world ended you know and now we're starting over again and it actually kind of worked out pretty well surprisingly because we originally wanted him on a quiet place part two and it just so happened that delayed (laughs) a million times yeah i know here we are a year later and we kept our word we're we're people of our word see and we were able to bring him on so uh, that being said, Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, like you said, my name is Scott Reynolds. Uh, I do have my own woodworking business, LR Farm Designs. So I like to do for fun. Um, I've been following you guys since the beginning. I've known Marco for probably longer than I should, but... Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we go back to the music days, the band days, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love film, movies, TV shows, and so. What kinda... What are some of your What are some of your favorite films? That favorite you've seen? films, uh, you know, Obviously. so not the ones you haven't seen. Yeah, not the ones you haven't seen. Film <laughs> was Top Gun. I love Top Gun, and um, Ooh. Oh, me too, man. Yeah, it's just it's a classic. Um, I'm a big history time period person too, so I like all the like the war movies, like Saving Private Ryan, all those type of stuff. Um, Band of Brothers is a big favorite of mine. So, um, solid show, man. So good. I mean, it's, I I watch it a hundred times and it's still good. Um, yeah. And then recently, uh, I just actually, uh, finished up the new season of The Crown, which is an amazing show. It's a really good show. I don't know. You could just, oh, you're, you're dipping into, uh, Nabil's world right there. I just got a good mix of everything from what James likes and you and I, you're fitting right uh, in here. Yeah, dude, it's it's such a good show. It the production, the acting, it's phenomenal. That's a great show. Um, and then you know I like the fun stuff like The Boys. That's a great show too. So, 
Oh yeah, yeah dude, that's a yeah, solid so show. Yeah, I'm kind of like yeah. all over. I like if it entertains me, I like it. So uh, that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, you know. Then I'm also the nerd oh, with the Star Wars well, rings and like like so. I said, we've. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, Star Wars <laughs> all the way. Boom. Been watching the Bad Batch even just mm. recently, so so good. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, uh, really happy with what's going on with Dave Filoni and and his new position. So definitely, that's yeah. So we so again we've we've been wanting to get this guy on the pod for the longest time. Like he mentioned, I've known him for years. He's been following the podcast since its very inception, and has been like a diehard fan. Like. Always shouting us out, always, you know, giving us pointers, asking questions and stuff. So it, it really is an honor to have you, Scott, on here, especially for this episode, our 100th episode. It just, it all worked out. We didn't plan this at all. It's not like me, James, and Nabil were like, you know what, guys? There's going to be a fucking pandemic that's going to happen. So let's just hold it off. We'll plan it for 100th episode, and we'll have Scott on here. It just, it, it just all, the chips all landed where they landed, and yeah, it couldn't have been a, a more perfect opportunity for this to happen, so... Yeah, um, we we yeah. definitely didn't For plan sure. this at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't. Tell Man, the bill kept making it sound like we were fucking gonna have a hundred episode to like twenty twenty four or some shit. Like it's a ways away, guys. It's like I, I think know. it's coming up. But this is it, right? This is yeah, all you guys are doing, right? Hundred and done, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> we're done. After we're, this. we're people think we're fucking around, but. <laughs> Yeah. We're burned out, man. We got we we can only make so many jokes about Nabil. Before you gotta be Montel right. Jordan, man. You just make a ton of money and then you gotta leave. That's it. Done. Basically, yeah. dude. Yeah. Out here. So we're just like, man, solid hundred episodes and this guy's <laughs> sucking ass afterwards. So it's like, all right. It it being our hundredth episode and all, and you being our guest currently right now for this segment, Scott. Do you have any questions for our hundredth episode that you'd like to ask us? <sighs> um, yeah, actually, I do. Out of your hundred episodes. Which has been your guys' favorite one? Ooh, Fuck. That's a good putting one. us on the spot. <laughs> I like it. Hmm. I have. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I have two. There's two episodes that I have. Always <laughs> going above and beyond, Mark. Thanks. I, I know. <laughs> he said oh, one, one motherfucker. He didn't Jeez. say two. <laughs> okay. Well, it, actually, we don't like really... saw. What else? <laughs> it's not really like a episode. It's more like a series of episodes that we did. And one because they're they're memorable, and because of just how they flowed, I really enjoyed our James Bond episodes a lot. Like our our like I mean that was dedication. Yeah. At its highest, uh, the fact that it's it, really it, those are really fun. Yeah, the really fact that it landed actually. on you know the the middle of the pandemic, and it was just something to kind of help us keep going and stuff, and entertain us as well as entertain other people, hopefully. And we just we put a lot of in of a lot of effort into those, and it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun just going through all those movies and and being able to discuss them in in depth. And then most recently, I got I got to mention though with episodes. that one, Marco the the outlines though for those were fucking intense. Or for <laughs> yeah. Dark Two, for James, words. I would yeah. it took me like two or three hours per outline. I was like, holy yeah. fuck, man! Like we do, as you can tell, Scott, we. Send out outlines ahead of time just yeah. to kind of guide us through. Like we don't I appreciate have to that. Technically that's, that's solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a lot of times on those James Bond ones, we were doing them like seven or eight movies, and it's like good. God. Yeah, that's intense. And it's it's all behind the scenes. We don't we don't talk about it much on the pod, but man, I, I tell you, James puts in a lot of effort with these uh, with these outlines, and I I truly appreciate him because 
it's like every bullet point, everything set out, everything you need to know. And I know he puts a lot of effort into it. And yeah. it, you know, it's like you're on a production here of some kind of a set because you're getting all the information that you need and can walk you yeah. through it to help these things flow. So, and you know, he, he pulls the, the best points of, of everything, which is where if me and the bill were in charge of that, we'd be talking about everything, <laughs> even the boring shit. And so oh, like, oh, would, why are you bringing yeah. this shit up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, that's me, man. I'm, I'm so. all over the place. So having, having that is very appreciative. So, I can only imagine doing that for like a big series like all those James Bonds that had to been intense. Yeah, I don't know if these guys yes, have another one that, that comes to mind, but that those uh, those two about, definitely yeah, come to mind. Yeah, Dark was fun too because that was our big TV show one. Yeah, and also the most complicated fucking outline ever <laughs> for those ones. He had a straight up diagram, by the way, of like the outline of how everything flowed and who's the connection in Dark. I Hilarious. think the Dark, like, yeah, James, here's behind the scenes. I think the outline for Dark season one was like. Yeah, nine pages or ten pages. I was like, James oh, could have given God. an entire TED talk about that with his outline, like straight up. Yeah, he could have been on that stage just going everything and just it would have keep kept you like interested and and invested. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Nabil? What's your favorite one then? Actually, you, you know, one? I do. I do have a favorite one. It's also a series, though. Surprisingly enough, is the. The Mission Impossible series that we did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a lot of fun. Those films were better than I had remembered watching them. And the haircut, you know, that we kept <laughs> mentioning. Yeah. Hilarious kind of rolling into each film. Because I had never thought about it until we started discussing. I was like, oh, yeah, there's always a different look there. Uh, being able to see the different parts of the films and, uh, you know, Fallout being one of my more favorite versions of the um, uh, entries in the franchise but i just had a great time watching i mean i think i for the first time i actually finished the series before you guys even got to it um, yeah you were quick man you're like i'm done i was, like, I was all into it i think we started spread it out another sequel, i think yeah <laughs> with his sunglasses he's wearing sunglasses all the time no but for us it was like the um what was it too for that one i remember um I, we had to get another weekend or something because i think me and marco were behind on that one yeah yeah <laughs> we, was like, we, we were kind of struggling yeah, we did three a three week gap, and then uh, mm-hmm. Nabil was like, "I'm already done." I was like, "Well, good for you, man." So, which is weird because we did the Fast and Furious series, which is like what, like eight Jeez. movies, and those are big. Yeah, man. we just blasted nine those. technically because yeah. we led into Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, spinoff, Nabil's yeah. secret favorite film, twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, I still haven't seen. It, by the way, I gotta see that. Well, it's apparently Nabil loved it. it so. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Put it in his top ten. Like, wow. Honorable mention. Man. Honorable mention. And it will not I be mean. let go or forgotten. <laughs> uh, I like the one we did in uh, the Aquaman review with John from Waterfront Comics. That was really fun because we actually recorded yes. at the um, comic book store. Yeah, that, that one was, really was cool. And... Live from Waterfront Comics. Yeah. 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 That's where that came. From. That's where. That came from. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend loves saying that. I'm like, okay. Relax. <laughs> Um, and then mostly anytime we get uh, guests on, they're really fun too. So, yeah. I mean, and then like I said, I, I think I like the James Bond ones too a lot. Cause I have a really, um, personal like connection to James Bond. So, uh, and we, I, I, truly, mean, I know you're truly, one of the villains. So <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> Fucking Moonraker. Uh, and truthfully, it was something that like Nabil and oh, I Moonraker. even years past had wanted to like finally go through them all again. Cause right. I'd seen them once. I mentioned it a couple times and. I thought it was really fun to finally go through them all, but we thought it was going to lead into No Time to Die. We didn't realize it was going to get delayed a year and a half. So, yep, stuff like that. Good times. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So, before we go into our review of the movie, uh, Scott, as you mentioned, you do uh, woodworking. Yes. Uh, 
and how could anyone contact you or get a hold of you if they wanted anything specially made by you or how do, how can they find you we want to find uh, you we want to know where you live well <laughs> um that's a little creepy no just kidding uh so i'm on instagram that's probably my most uh plugged in i'm in uh i have facebook but i don't really use facebook that much so just um no, lr no farm does. designs uh, instagram i'm pretty pretty active there so you can contact me through there i, I I don't really do email, but you can email me as well, lrfarmdesigns at gmail.com. The easiest way is just to message me on, on Instagram. That's usually the, the quickest way I'll, I'll get back. Sounds good. Every, please check him out. Please, He does phenomenal work. It's it's all handcrafted. And if you need a, any type of woodwork specially made, he's he's the guy to see. Um, you, you'd be amazed at the work that comes out of this man's hands. So Thank you. Appreciate check him out. That, man. Of course, yeah, dude. Definitely. All right, so let's move on to our review of A Quiet Place, Part 2. I don't know why you came all the way up here. There's nothing left. There are people out there. People worth saving. Most people had fun. Finally giving up hope. So, A Quiet Place, Part 2. Uh, it's got a current score of 91% in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the story itself, following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not only the threats lurking beyond the sandbath. This actually just came out uh, on May 28th, only in theaters currently. I'm sure it'll come out in streaming in about a month or so. Uh, yeah, it will be in uh, Paramount Plus in 45 days. So yeah, if you subscribe so, to that, you'll be on there. Be able to see that uh, not too long. But if you venture out like us on the theaters, it's out now. Directed by John Krasinski, uh, who has actually also directed The Hollers, on top of, of course, A Quiet Place Part 1 that came out in 2018. It's also written by John Krasinski as well. Um, he's written another film on top of The Quiet Place, which is called The Promised Land. It came out in 2012. This is starring Emily Blunt as Evelyn Abbott, John Krasinski as Lee Abbott, Millicent Simmons as Regan Abbott, uh, Noah Jupe as Marcus Abbott, Killian Murphy as Emmett, Jaiman Hansu, just a man on the island, doesn't really have a name on this one. (laughs) Uh, He's been relegated to just name of person. Scoop McNary as Marina Man. (laughs) So, all the names. So... We're going to talk a bit about A Quiet Place Part 1 because this film does take place directly after the incidents of the first film. So there will be some spoilers for that film. So if you hadn't already seen it, uh, I'm sorry, it's three years later. So we're going to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> let's ask first. I'll start with our guest, Scott. Did you actually rewatch the first film or had you just recently watched A Quiet Place before seeing uh, Quiet Place 2? 
I actually uh, didn't get to rewatch it. Um, it was on. I didn't see it was on Apple TV. Well, great. And I just That's wonderful. Yeah. Got rid of it. So, um, <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, but I did see it last year, and uh, I really liked it. So. Right. So, what were your thoughts on it? Was it something that you, you know, when it first came out, I know there was a lot of surprises for a lot of people, not expecting um, the quality of the film, how well it was done, or maybe, in your opinion, not well. What were your first thoughts on that movie? I, I really, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I love John Kaczynski from The Office, one of my favorite shows. So, I was excited to see this film. Um, I just followed the trailer, so I didn't get a bunch of like in depth trying to figure out what the movie was about. The trailers is pretty much all, all I followed, and um, so when I went into it, I was very impressed. I loved it. Um, I'm a big fan of it, and uh, I thought it was a, a good new take on alien monster movie. So uh, I enjoyed it. The most definitely, yeah, some good insight. There, there was it is definitely kind of a, a a more realistic take on some of you know as much as you can on the aspect of aliens coming to a uh, planet. So yeah quite enjoyable there i agree with that what about you james uh i believe you did rewatch this recently what were your thoughts on the second go yeah no i rewatched it i so I, I somewhat liked it better this time around i haven't seen it since we reviewed it for the pod uh like three years ago so it was uh it was a good rewatch and especially i watched it practically like the night before so i mean this th- this movie and the other movie can be seen back to back as like a double feature and i think it works really well so very nice and marco did you get a chance to rewatch this as well yeah, I saw it a couple of days before I saw the sequel, and chiming in on what James said, yeah, it's it's. I mean, these movies are only like ninety minutes long, so you can definitely like do it as a double feature, and it's like one Zack Snyder movie. So, um, oh, it's or less not than even. one Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, it it really helps broaden the experience, and I I enjoyed the rewatch of the first one. I, I loved my first experience too. Actually, it's kind of an embarrassing story. Because when I saw the first one, I think I was still on keto. I was on keto diet. Yeah, I was that guy. Yeah, we were, dude. We yeah. saw that in sack, dude. I did. Gosh. Yeah, and so uh, my ago, my so. um. <laughs> so on keto, like you're supposed to eat like perpetually, right? And and have snacks with you. And I saw the movie was an hour and a half, and I didn't bring any snacks. And I was like, I'll be fine. My stomach was grumbling during the quiet parts, and I was like, shit. So it's kind of an embarrassing experience <laughs> that I'm sharing with everyone now on my hundredth on our hundredth episode. So. That happened, but I still enjoyed like the experience of how like it really kind of invited the audience to be a part of the movie, and it was way different than any other thriller or horror movie. And I thought that it was it was just incredible to go through that for the first time in a movie theater, and even at at home, like even it's not quite the same experience, but the rewatch was was just was just as good, like. Especially if you have like some surround sound, it's it, it kind of helps with the ambiance, turn off all the lights and everything. But uh, solid movie. It's it's quick and short and to the point. There's there's no scene that's wasted, which is what I like about it. Um, there were like some issues I had with it, with you know some tropes about people like making certain decisions and stuff like that. But I mean, it's something you can really look over because uh, aside from that, it's a it's a solid movie and a really good first entry for or i guess second entry for john krasinski as far as a filmmaker so yeah yeah i agree with a lot of that marco and you know definitely it's take of of taking a genre that you feel like could have just been retreaded many times and uh, making it feel a bit unique so uh, i 
I kind of feel the exact same way as far as your, your thoughts on that. So speaking about A Quiet Place, let's talk about the one that we're actually reviewing here, uh, Quiet Place Part 2. Marco, what were your thoughts about the film itself? I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, well, simple thoughts then. Yeah. Right, nothing, so, not much to say. I, I figured I'd go full trailer blind on this pretty one. Good. Trailers, yeah, trailers, trailers yeah, probably good. give away enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can figure it out, dude. It's fine. I pieced it together. I figured Wait, it out. We were supposed to watch the movie before this? <laughs> <laughs> that's what wikipedia is for dude Dang. come on man oh, we're doing cliff notes to go watch the movie <laughs> yeah. i i really enjoyed it i was kind of nervous at first because yeah the trailer was pretty awesome but you know how how strong can a second entry to a series be you know it's you don't always you know you can't always capture lightning in a bottle you know and it, it, it was quite impressive to see that John Krasinski was still able to give like a new fascinating experience that helps and complements the the first film series. You you kind of you see it continues the story arc and the motifs from the first movie as far as like par- parents, you know, teaching their children life lessons and and having those life lessons be impactful and and useful for your kids and stuff. So I kind of I liked that aspect of the movie performances down the line, which is great. And I think everyone uh, has. I mean, not that they were horrible in the first movie, but every, like specifically the kids like had improved their their acting chops, and it was a lot more, uh, I guess, talent in this one coming from them. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, it wasn't as, I guess inviting with the silence as the first one but i like that at the same time because why do the same thing twice you know like why why be repetitive about that i'm glad john krasinski didn't rely on that too much in this one and instead chose to tell the story like slightly different so yeah i liked it all right cool uh what about you scott what were your thoughts on the movie yeah i was similar to marco i i had some reservations going into this um like marco said how are they going to continue the story and it be good and not just be like, oh, well, it was a sequel to try and, you know, ride on the coattails of the first one. Plus, with losing John Krasinski as a character, sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but yeah, losing <laughs> his character, the first one, how are they going to continue the story of like the whole family moving forward, surviving, and then trying to introduce a new character and how they were going to do that? That opening scene was insane. Um, I was just, I was not prepared for that opening scene. And um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I thought the sound editing is just phenomenal on these two movies. I don't know if the first one wanted anything for sound editing. But like Marco was saying, like, they played on the silence, but he did it in a completely different way that, you know, it goes silent because the girl's deaf. And then he's got like the camera angles or the cinematography focused on the feet. So you're kind of like pulled in two different directions because you're waiting for something to kind of jump out sound wise. And then you're watching their feet trying to make sure like, Oh my God, are they going to make a noise? That's going to cause like this jump scare. So um, I think it was very well done for a sequel and I was, I loved it. I thought it was great. Very good. Yeah. I, I do agree on a lot of those points as well. Just the, the whole premise of the sound and, and utilization of that around the film that definitely, um, translated well from the first film into this film and um they still found a way to change it up a bit which was which was very interesting uh james what were your thoughts on this movie i liked it a lot 
I came into this one. Uh, all the trailers had kind of shown the same thing, so I was like, okay. I feel like they're not showing a lot of the movie. But to a point, it was just kind of mixed up around. But no, I liked it a lot, man. I think, like I said, watching it back-to-back helped out, too, because there's a lot of little subtle things that they kind of show you that it's like, oh, yeah, she left the bag there and blah, blah, you know. But um, I liked it a lot, man. It was really good. It had a great uh, pacing to it all. Like Marco said, these aren't really long movies, an hour and a half. Um, I think the standout in this movie is Killian Murphy, though, man. He's so fucking good, and he's mm-hmm. like he's gone through a lot, and his life is is just like you can feel for the guy. Like he just can't catch a break, and he finally kind of finds a way through working with um, uh, Evelyn and her daughter uh, Regan. So like they're kind of working out together, and he's he goes to find Regan after she leaves, and kind of you know that's the plot of the story and all. And I really like their adventure and him kind of realizing there's more to life, and. Um, it was great, man. I liked it. Like, uh, uh, not just even the sound. I think whoever does the music for this thing too, the soundtrack, the uh, musical score works really well. There's that. There, oh, I don't yeah. know if you, there's like that so main good. theme they yeah. keep bringing back. That's great. And yeah. by and by the end, it's very it's very touching actually. So it's a very um, it moves you, you know. So it's one of those movies I, I liked it a lot. I thought this is one of the uh, this is how you do a sequel. Yeah. That's kind of how I wrote my little letterbox review. So did, did anyone get a this, The so. Last of Us vibe? From the whole uh, oh heavy yeah, dude. oh yeah heavy down, dude <laughs> I was like it's Joel and Ella. I was like oh my yeah God. heavy and even the beard right and I was like yeah, damn he even totally. grew up the same fucking beard dude man. why yeah. would, why the was beard, I just like rifle, man they should have given know, that project to John Krasinski just saying <laughs> with the shotgun yeah. on her backpack I was oh, like yeah. shit man the same fucking look yep I love that I, I, so, I, I like that I mean the, the game is phenomenal so I, I was digging that whole vibe yeah so Nabil what did you uh, think about the movie. Yeah, I enjoyed the film overall as well. Uh, I thought it was a solid sequel, just like you guys said from the uh, last film. And the fact that it transitions, like you said, kind of just right after it, you could just be seeing the films back to back, was actually quite enjoyable to to just see where they picked up from. What I found really interesting uh, about the film itself was the way that they, and we won't go into too much detail about the arcs, but they kind of split up the characters, essentially. So everybody gets a little bit of their own arc. And that, like you guys were talking about between Killian Murphy and uh, his character, Emmett and Regan, or Regan, she, th- that whole dynamic of just getting them split up and having them go their own way in the story, usually when they do a trope like that, it gets, you only kind of like one versus the other and their arcs, and it kind of gets, you know, they don't do a really good job in a lot of stories when they try to spit those up. But in this case, I thought everybody's arc was really good, including uh, including the son where, he, you know, Marcus, where he was uh, having his trouble throughout the film. And he had I thought he had a really good arc at the end. So that that I did enjoy about that. And I thought it was a really well done uh, process. Yeah. Chiming in the bill that it, it feels like every main character had an arc to a point like even Evelyn played by Emily Blunt. It was a it was a minor arc, but it was still just about you yeah. know, she was you know, overly motherly and stuff and kind of afraid to let her children go and stuff and let them venture out on their own. So it it it, it was interesting to see that Krasinski was able to give every character a payoff and I like that. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I would say like she definitely takes a backseat in this movie oh, yeah. compared to the other characters. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And but I think it's, it's like... kind of more of like Regan and Marcus becoming more like their father, like mm-hmm. kind of brave and and so I, I like that. And by the end, it, it's a really good payoff. So even um, yeah, Re- Regan stepping up into the spotlight. I, I enjoyed her scenes a lot and how like interesting they were filmed. Kind of like what Scott was saying, where they utilized the fact that you know she was 
she was deaf and and there was parts where you know they would pan they would switch to her perspective and you'd see stuff happening in the background i i kind of like that a lot it kind of like helped with the intensity of the movie and kind of kept you on the edge of your seat and her as a performer she did great man she was phenomenal as a lead i i was i was quite impressed because they only gave her little small scenes in the first one and in this one she got a lot more screen time and i enjoyed it definitely yeah she was she was really good yeah uh scott did you did you find anything else interesting about the film anything that stood out for you um i I, the whole um like i said the the intro scene i thought was really good i like how they introduced gillian murphy's character because that was one of my concerns too it's like typically with sequels when they introduce new characters it's kind of like here's this character get to know them and just accept them and how they kind of had a little bit of a backstory to kind of bring him in and i mean knowing you know, it's Kelly Murphy. He's a pretty well-known actor, so you know he's going to have a main role in a movie. So I was just really curious how they were going to do that, and I, I liked. I thought it was very subtle, but yet it was enough for you to be like, okay, you have some sort of attachment to him because you know that he was really close with with Lee, um, John Krasinski's character. So um, I kind of liked how how he how he did that. It wasn't just this random new character. Yeah, I think that's a, a just some great feedback on that. It's uh, it's definitely somebody with a higher caliber in this film, I mean, between him and Emily Blunt. So being able to see Killing Murphy have a good portion of the film and really kind of shine as his own character, because, again, you know, as, as I was talking about even before, there's some some old tropes about, you know, angry, disheveled old man who, do, who doesn't trust a world, and that could have been played up as just some angry person. But he did a really good job giving the character some heart and some feel, and you actually, you know, felt for the reasons he you know, the way he was. And again, his kind of arc at the end of the film as well was a good redemption arc. So what about you, James? Uh, Anything else that stood out for you? Yeah, I just like the overall, uh, like the story. I really liked that it was um, kind of too, at at a certain point it kind of branches off and um, it becomes about, you know, uh, Marcus and him protecting the baby while everyone's on the way back. And then the other side of the story is um, Emmett and Regan are, journeying to that island which i thought was cool which is so like last of us part two once again with yeah. the um like hey we have to get to this radio signal and see if there's like real life going on and blah blah you know um i liked it a lot even getting like finding a boat i was like holy shit and um dude right <laughs> i really yeah i really like the action sequence on the marina where uh i won't we'll talk about it in the spoilers but uh just the sequence itself is really well done and I mean, truth be told, I thought we were gonna lose like a character right there, and I was like, "Damn," you know, because I, I really started liking the, everybody in the in the movie. So I was like, and, and you know, compared like we talked about, we're talking about spoilers for the first one, so, and it sucks that John Krasinski's character died. So it's kind of like you know, I felt like um, Emmett is kind of feels the spot in a way, but he also has his own arc, which I liked a lot. So yeah, and, and kind of like what Scott was saying too, you know, the the opening scene with with. Uh, you know the John Krasinski as well, and, and everything they showed over there was was a really good kind of tie in, and, and and gave us a little bit of that, so we didn't miss him too much going into this current film. So the fact that story. it had a, a payoff and a purpose, where it wasn't just yeah. to show a flashback, just to show the before and how things happened, right? Like there was a yeah. purpose for it, and I like that Krasinski utilized that for the plot of the movie, and it's like, oh shit! And he gives yeah, us, he gives you that oh wow moment, like similar to the first movie. So yeah. it's funny because. When when that opening scene happened is day one, my wife was like, 
oh yeah, that's right. We never really saw how it started. So she was like, oh, I, I really dig that. How he started off, it brought it back to like the beginning. And like I said, it had a purpose to yeah. it. It wasn't just, you know, here's a scene and try and digest it. It's like he had really good intentions and it was really purposeful with that whole opening scene. Which was creepy, by the way. He did it in such a creepy way that it was just like, you know, everyone is just kind of like, you know, in a tense moment. And it's just like, there's a lot of tension in that opening scene. And it's just like, yeah. he did it so well. Okay, Marco. So what about what about yourself? Did you find anything else that called to you that, that stood out in the film? Uh, just a lot of what you guys have already said. James mentioned the Marina scene. That, that scene was just, I agree, it was incredible. I, I, I liked the aspects of the last of us that scott brought up because it, it did kind of have that vibe to it and, it and it did it in like in a similar and original m- moment at the same time like it was it was just kind of like a nod to the game but also its own and krasinski was just really good at portraying that on on the big screen i i didn't really talk too much about killian murphy he i i do agree that his performance does stand out a lot he did sell that whole like broken man motif very well. Like it wasn't kind of like, you know, you're rolling your eyes because you've seen this type of character before. It it was very much a sympathetic character and you and you can see where he was coming from because of everything that was that was shown to us prior to like seeing where his current state is. And I'm trying like not to spoil anything right now, but uh yeah, he he did add a lot of depth to it and I kind of want to. I'll probably say more in in spoilers about his character, but uh, yeah, uh, his his uh, his character just added a lot to the movie, and that's all I'm going to say about that for now. For sure, yeah, we've got plenty to go in into as well spoilers. But before we go into that, let's talk about our ratings. Uh, we've got a whole new little star rating system here because we like to change things up, and since it's our uh, 100th pod, figured this is a good time to change it again. Uh, so we're doing a, a one to five star rating. Five, of course, being the best. One being, you know, not the best. <laughs> so, dog shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it nicely. Dog shit, yes. Uh, so let's start with James. What uh, what kind of rating would you give this? I give uh, The Quiet Place Part 2 four and a half stars. Oh, very good. Uh, Scott? Yeah, I, I had four and a half stars as well. I, I felt it was a solid movie. I... Me personally, I thought the first one was better, but I, I mean, it's like splitting hairs. I think they're both solid movies, so definitely four and a half. Okay, and, and James, just to just ask you as well, would you do you think this kind of rates uh, against a film very similarly or the previous film? Uh, yeah, I gave the first one I want to say four stars, so I actually enjoyed this one a bit more. I think I connected a bit more with the characters this time around and their journey, and I just liked the overall adventure. I guess is what I'm getting at. What about you, Marco? What what would you give this film? Thinking about it overnight, I kind of have to agree. Four and a half stars. The I think the sequel does a good job at bringing these characters more in the forefront and giving them more of a true arc. I, I felt like that was kind of lacking in the first one. Not to you know say that the first one isn't good. The first one is great, but I feel like this one definitely complements the other characters more. And, and you know it's it sucks that it it took you know Lee sacrificing himself in the first movie for that to happen, but still yeah. like it it really catapulted the rest of the family forward, and I like that about the sequel. So yeah, four and a half stars. 
Yes, I, I seems like I'm a little different, just slightly from everybody else. I've, I've given this film a four star, uh, similar to what I gave the rating for the other film previously as well. Um, and honestly, I, I agreed with a lot of you guys' points. I don't feel like it's this one, be, maybe because of the original film, that the story was um, as a, original in that sense, because there was a lot of kind of harking on, on old tropes and other horror films. Uh, but he did a really good job at translating this film, and it was quite enjoyable. So to see that, he definitely was a masterclass of that sense. But um, yeah, I think it, it's fair to say everybody recommends the film, and it's definitely something we should all go and watch. So uh, again, if you haven't seen the film yet, you can go to theaters now. If not, you can also wait about 45 days or so, uh, and it'll be streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Um, we're actually going to go into spoilers next, so if you want to wait because <laughs> you haven't seen the film yet, <laughs> then um, skip ahead a little bit. We've got obviously much more to talk about in our 100 episodes, uh, episode pod, but otherwise, stick with us for a little bit. We'll go into a bit more detail about what's going on in film and spoilers. All right. So in the spoiler section, we're gonna we're gonna go right out the bat here and give one big reveal. So I'm gonna start with you, James, on this because I'm interested to hear your thoughts. What was your thoughts on the monsters and their big weakness of not being able to swim? Kind of hilarious, kind of. That's what I was expecting. A little fucker jumped right in the water, and just drowned to death. And I was like, damn. And then I guess because in the first one we never saw them by water because they're kind of an yeah. inland right, kind of yeah. crew, right? So. Um, it was unique because it makes sense though. They're like a, I mean, uh, my girlfriend Jelly describes them as like spider-like looking creatures, which I guess you could say because of their limbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're made for like climbing and like attaching to things. And it, yeah, it would make sense. They probably wouldn't swim too well, especially because they, the way that they're designed, you know. So, and then I thought that was unique because then that that basically brings up that like, outside of someone bringing it to them, like a like for instance a floating boat that drifts over, you know it would be impossible for them to get to an island unless they learned how to fly or some shit, I guess. But it was unique because then that means island communities themselves were like the sanctuaries. And I think that that sets up a pretty cool potential like sequel. So, Yeah. And, and jumping off of that, Scott, what were your thoughts on that whole scene at the end about, you know, they found sanctuary and then there was a boat that one of them got on and started ravaging through the, the town, the island. That whole thing was crazy. My whole... I called the whole not being able to swim thing like right when they realized the island. So for me, it was kind of like, it was kind of, I don't know, I kind of felt it was easy to see that that was coming. Um, but it's funny, my wife, when the whole island thing happened, my wife was like, oh, that means like Hawaii's probably super safe. And I was like, except if one of those dang pods landed on there, then they're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. That's true. Um, or like a cruise ship full of fucking aliens rolls up, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting way to bring some intensity because you know you you get this hope that oh they made it to the island they're safe everything's good and then Killing Murphy's character sees the boat and he's like ah shit um, so I thought that was kind of he learned how to drive they can open doors <laughs> basically. <laughs> Well, for got second, rolled up on I a got, fucking I got, jet ski. <laughs> I got I got tripped up for a little bit because when they all jumped jumped in that car and they're driving, I'm like, where the hell are they driving? Like, how big is this freaking island? Did they go across the bridge and then and I realized, <laughs> right. oh, they were going to the the sound tower, the radio tower thing. So 
That kind of tripped me up for a second. Yeah. Speaking of which, on the radio tower, Marco, what uh, what did you think about Jaiman Hansu's uh, very, 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 very small role in this film <laughs> and his uh, untimely demise? Oh, I knew he was going to die. As soon as, <laughs> soon as they, they showed him in the trailer, I'm like, he's going to die. He you dies in everything. Fuck. He's, <laughs> it's he messed does, up, he but does. he does. He's, he's always just that little small supporting character that gives the, the, the main character that bump or that push they need, and then, boom, he's gone. It's like, I was just waiting for it. I'm like, where, when is he going to die? He's going to die during the campfire? He's going to die when? And uh, as soon they as he started, I, like... I mean, think about it, Marco. They didn't even give him a name in this fucking movie. No, no. I mean, not at all, <laughs> I mean, man. No you know. name at all. You, I mean, so. he, he talks about his... <laughs> he talks about his family, like, and, which is what gets him killed, but he never talked about that beforehand which you know so they're not really trying to make you sympathize with them so they can kill him easily you know what i mean so that gave it away a, a lot too it was just like okay they didn't talk about his backstory or anything they just sort of like blew right past past it so that just means he's gonna die and yeah so uh going yeah. back to the the whole like the 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 water thing what james is saying i like that aspect too it, it made a lot of sense that they couldn't swim and i i didn't call it but i was kind of like wondering because when regan was mapping out everything and and circled that island or pointed to that island to her brother i, I was like are they insinuating that these fuckers can't cross water so i kind of liked that uh that payoff and again it makes Can sense I because one the, thing marco what's, real quick. what's up I, I thought though I I I didn't see it either by the way so Scott good on you for picking that up I used to pick these up I assumed that those uh, fucked up looking people were from the island by the way and I was yeah. like oh it's a fucking trap that's what I assumed because once again yeah. I just thinking of the Last of Us <laughs> and I was like no they're just getting people there to kill them or steal their shit you know so I was like fuck yeah that's what oh. I thought too I yeah, totally, I I totally I thought that too it. yeah. I, I liked the subversion of that because in any other type of movie like this, that would happen and that would be the case as it was just a false hope. And it's kind of, you yeah. know, into what Killian Murphy's character is all about saying, like, see, it's hopeless. Forget about it. Only to see that. That's no, it, no it, there true. actually right. is right. some hope and, and some light at the end of the tunnel. Because I forgot, Marco, he says early on, like, there's the people that are around aren't worth saving anymore, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, it, you're right. It, I forgot about it. It kind of worked into that. And, but yeah, going back to the monsters, like they're, they're fucking bulky and they're strong. I mean, they can cut through fucking metal. So something with that amount of mass, there's no fucking way it's going to swim. So bro, um, Bill can swim fine. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> and <laughs> and, and <laughs> I've seen this guy tear a phone book in half. I'm like, okay, dude, relax. <laughs> Fuck are you talking uh, about Marco? <laughs> so when, when, uh, when Emmett discovered the, uh, the whole, monster thing getting on there at first i don't know why my mind went there but you know how in like these types of movies there's a group of people that think they could tame the animal or use it as a weapon like i thought that's yeah. what this these people were doing and i was like no oh they Jesus got one Christ, captured no. are you <laughs> fucking yeah, that, serious that was too, Marco. What is it? this is a lost world we can use yeah that's what i thought it's like oh. oh man is that like their defense uh, and and as far as the, the radio tower and everything, um, it was cool. It was uh, it, it kind of also reminded me of Mars Attacks because that's kind of how they kill the aliens there too. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the same <laughs> oh, thing. That's right. Yeah, there. yeah, 
but uh, <laughs> but it was an intense moment because it's just Emmett and Reagan there because Man on Island dies, and this is what I wanted to talk about. Emmett is they're kind of he's Krasinski's kind of dangling him in front of us and saying, "Is he gonna die? Is he gonna live?" Right. And I thought he was in, gonna die. Yeah, and in most oh, yeah. of these movies, you can kind of call it and say, "No, nah, he's he's gonna die," but. It was done so well where you wanted him to live, but you knew that he can get killed off because Lee got killed off. So it 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 really was surprising to see like what happened with his character and 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 how you know he would turn out at the end of of the movie. So I like that. And yeah, but my my whole thing was like, come on, how many fucking uh, father figures are gonna die for this chick at this point? I'm like, there's no way to right? do it twice. Yeah, I'm like Jesus Christ! But, but they could have because he had sort of given up on life, you know. Yeah, but that was such a powerful scene for for Regan too, because that was like a moment where she's been fighting all movie to prove herself, and and to basically carry on her dad's legacy yep. that she knows what she's doing because he taught her all this stuff, and then for her to have that moment where she's like, "All right, assholes, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you," and just boom, blasted them and just eats that freaking monster exactly. with that pipe and kills them. I was like. Yes. <laughs> I I like how the the ending mirrored the the ending of the first one where their dad is slowly walking up and sacrifices himself and in this one they're slowly walking up and avenging their father and mm-hmm. using what he and their mother had taught them to do in order to defend themselves and their own and it was such a powerful moment yeah, that I was, got fucking yeah. teary-eyed. Oh yeah. And I was just like, "Oh man, this is so good." And they're playing the same music. And it, th- this is where, like, what James was saying, yeah. that it, it helps to watch the first one and then this one back-to-back because it just carries that 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 theme perfectly. And I was like, okay, this is really good. And that's what made so, me really so I don't, love this I don't, movie a lot more. I don't know if this was the purpose of the scene, but what I kind of took from that whole thing was, and again, this is just me being a dad with kids, but what I took from that is this with like the whole COVID thing, like it showed how resilient kids are, how strong they really yeah. are. And so when that scene happened with the two kids basically killing the monsters and, and overcoming so much trauma and, and being okay and being stronger, dude, that hit me super hard. Cause I just thought of my kids and dealing with COVID and all this stuff and distance yeah. learning. So like that whole scene was like you said, Marco, I, I was teary eyed. I was, it was just overwhelmed me. It was a really powerful, powerful scene. <laughs> And this is that I had commentary on in the movie theater that I saw it in because I saw it in Vacaville. And uh, I forgot to mention this during the entire episode, but there were people talking throughout the entire fucking movie. And it almost ruined the experience for me. But oh, my you got it too. Yeah. Was same way. Really? I was like, geez. Yep. Not mine, boys. That's why I paid that extra open, for IMAX. <laughs> it was all sold out. The JBX was sold out. The kids won't play the 18. So <laughs> yeah, there were these. Uh, back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I, was, I was watching it with Sonny, a friend of the pod. And. And there was these mm. middle schoolers to the left of us, and he, they just would not shut the fuck up narrating the entire movie. And even during that powerful moment at the end, they were just like, "Oh my god, that's disgusting!" When Reagan hits the monster with the freaking with the with the pipe or whatever, and I'm just like, "Cool, thanks." You know, it was a very powerful moment. You know, it's like, "Fuck, what what are you doing here?" Anyway, Mine, I gotta say, I this is I was glad for my my um my audience was really quiet the entire time. Nice. Uh, I was the loudest person, so, <laughs> so you were. Janelle told me to shut the fuck up a few times. She's like, "Can you be quiet, please?" People are trying to watch the movie. I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I paid nineteen dollars for this fucking ticket. So that's when I know it's a good crowd. I'm like, "Shit, I'm the one talking." Fuck. Man. 
Because I like to commentary sometimes. And be like, hey, remember this happened in the first one? And they're like, yeah, I know. I'm watching it, too. Scott, I'm this like, is okay. hilarious because I've so had situations you know. where, and a bill, too, where we've been in a movie with James, and that has happened. And that's why this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, bro, I'll fucking eat. I ate pistachios. Remember that time I ate those pistachios during Hellboy? And I was dropping that shit on the ground. I didn't give a fuck, dude. And it was fucking baseball game. It was visibly yeah, like a fucking giant baseball game. It was visibly fucking loud too. Like, dude, after, someone's really arguing. After there's just a whole bag's worth of of shells on the fucking floor. <laughs> we all got like, up. Just dude, that would get out so of funny. So, yeah, but yeah, crowd. This movie, like the quiet Welcome moments, back, guys, the where it's silence and you're cracking the pistachios. <laughs> Oh, yeah. no, there was, during the quietest moments, there was this guy two rows behind us slurping his drink to the very oh, end, fuck. and then he started to <laughs> chew ice, and then he started to choke on said chew oh ice. God. I kept oh, looking damn. back, that's and I was to, like, are you fucking serious? That's happened to me before, where you're like, you know what, I got a cough, but I don't want to be weird, but yeah. here we go. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Well, let me just highlight a little bit on one other part that that happened at the uh, near the end of the film. Uh, that redemption arc with uh, Marcus and uh, Evelyn as well, where you know obviously Reagan and Emmett were going through trying to put the feedback noise into the uh, satellite uh, and yeah. get that distributed out, and at the same time, simultaneously, uh, Marcus and Evelyn were also going through their own shit basically trying to fight off the monster um and trying to to survive what what i thought was really cool first of all was just evelyn where she tried to light the monster on fire um and that like did nothing because it's their their armor is just or skin is just super thick um yeah. but when they when the sprinklers went off and she could kind of hide underneath that sound because i hadn't thought about that i was like well, it's gonna turn yeah, on now he's cool. just gonna be able to go after them yeah, I thought that was a really neat way to use the audio part of things where she could kind of sneak by and he'd, he'd have difficulty hearing her. So that was a really cool scene, I thought, that when they used that. Um, and then also at the end where essentially we're able to see them use the feedback against the monster and Marcus, you know, steps up and takes takes ownership, breathes, which is something that they keep repeating for him to take, just take a breath and you know is able to slay the monster that that i thought was a really powerful arc you know i also had the same thing marco where people were were laughing and and you know talking a bit loudly <laughs> in the film so it didn't hit maybe as hard as it should have but i thought it. that was a really good arc for him as well so what about the thoughts on the ending itself now to me it felt like the film kind of ended which is kind of how the last film ended as well just stopped which which is pretty abruptly know, yeah yeah it's pretty abrupt in either way um Marco, what did you actually think uh, about how they ended this film? And are you interested in seeing, you know, a sequel for this? I liked it because the first one, it follows the the same way that the first one kind of ended where Emily Blunt's character, Evelyn, cocks the shotgun and then, you know, it ends. And so this can I mention something about that ending, Marco? Yeah. Yeah. They don't address that ending in the sequel, by the way. No, they kind they're of just show a like, brief oh, moment of it, and that's it. They're getting, yeah. like, overran at the end of the first movie by, like, there's, like, a couple of more monsters that are charging in, you know? And then we just kind of pretend they don't exist in the second I, and I, 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 thought, I saw that, too. I think I mean, they just I mean, kind of retconned it. I, I think those yeah. are the two that attack them when they find uh, Emmett. I uh, think that's what they're escaping. Him, I guess? Okay. Yeah. It looked like that, they, were, they knew where the noise was coming from, though, so that's why I was like, are they going to be there? What's going to happen, Yeah. 
Right. So I think I, he does kind of skip over and doesn't really show how to get out of that situation. But I think that that's why, like, a little bit later, Marcus steps on that trap. And then I think it's those two same monsters that are attacking him. That's that's Brutal what scene, I think. by the way, that a lot of foot yeah. injuries oh, in this movie. Was, yeah. yeah. But, a lot of foot okay. injuries. This whole franchise, actually. <laughs> exactly. Don't go barefoot. Yeah. Oh, also, I liked how Emmett was like, mm, you're barefoot? Mm, I got boots on. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a pair of boots on. Right. So sucks to be you, but here's some racks like, for your feet. And he's like, and I'm still right. not making noises. So anyway. barefoot. Emmett's wearing shoes, and then your sand runs out, and you, but then you have a path of leaves or grass, and you choose to continue walking on leaves instead of the quieter grass. That was, that was my kind of little, eh. I, I yeah same here but I, I like the ending because it, it like James said it sets it up for a sequel and again it, it follows the same kind of way that the first one ended so it, they, you know they're kind of like they're both ending kind of in the similar way and yeah I, I liked it. it didn't bother me too much some people in my audience didn't like it and they were just like huh what I'm like did That's you guys not see the first shit one all the fucking time man yeah it is the it is the same way as the first one basically I'll say this much: like they they don't have uh, part three planned yet, but I mean, more than likely, it's going to happen. All they have is that spinoff coming out. But uh, John Krasinski said he has ideas for it. So yeah, and you know, let's talk about that a little bit because I had only read a little, very brief. They don't really go into much detail that I could find in regards to the Quiet Place spinoff. James, what you know, what are your thoughts on that? Is that something you think is is good? And what do you think they do with that exactly? Well, I like Jeff Nichols quite a bit. Um, were you, did you watch Midnight Special with me? Yeah, the bill. So then you were there where we got to see Jeff Nichols for uh, he was yeah. there, Mayor. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, we have a little thing with um, Midnight Special was I think it was one of his best movies, tr- truth be told. But everybody loves him. Very Mar- underrated. It's a good movie. I, I wasn't a big fan of Loving, but uh, he's a unique director. He's really good. So I don't know what the spinoff is. That's the only thing that's been announced. But I know John Krasinski I think is writing that one too. So. I don't know. That'd be, be kind of cool, like just to see what they do. Um, I don't know what it would even be about. Maybe it's more in depth, like the, like those mutant looking people or the cannibals or burnt burn Scoo- vis- burn His background, story. yeah, Scooby Harry's character. <laughs> since he can't get a fucking catch a break, maybe we find out who he is and how he grew his hair out. Uh, maybe it's like set in the past or the future or maybe the aliens. I don't know. It would be cool to kind of see that and. See what happens, but I'm not like Which, I said. I'm not sure. They haven't announced really. Aliens, it's just a spinoff, so yeah. If they were to show like what that was, they came in because that was fucking creepy. That yeah, that ball of fire in the sky that's slowly falling down, and it's just yeah, it, I agree, it was Marco. So fucking intense. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll. But it's yeah, also one of those things where like sometimes I don't actually want to know more about that stuff. You know, I'm like I'm okay with just um, that's true. Kind of just being a being a mystery, and they're like, hey, they just came and started hunting people down and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that too. I agree. So. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes like we not, know with too much. Yeah, sometimes we can tell with like sequels like this. Like sometimes two movies, three movies is fine. Like we don't need fucking spinoffs, you know. Kind of like how the Aliens franchise was better when we didn't know where the Xenomorphs came from. Yeah. Or or like Cloverfield. I mean, we still don't technically. Who, who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Cloverfield. Yeah, I mean, depends which. I mean, shit. They don't even really connect. Yeah. Sure. Every Cloverfield film has been made <laughs> after the fact. Like, yeah, we're just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what, uh, Scott, any final thoughts on, on the movie or, you know, some of the, the ending or anything uh, else that kind of comes to mind? Um, me, I personally, I don't want them to do a sequel. I kind of love the leaving it on the finger. I mean, for me, I'm concerned 
you doing in another sequel, how far can you drag this out to where it finally kind of loses its goodness, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, agree. you kind of already write, Hey, you know, they're going to go back. They're going to rescue Evelyn and Marcus and the baby. And then they're more likely going to go back to the Island and kind of live out their life there because they're safe. And so I kind of leave, like leaving it up to the audience to create their own fan theories to, what could happen, what might happen, and just kind of leaving it like, bam, there you go. Use your imagination to kind of continue the story. I just, I think if they draw, draw it out to another movie, it's just it's going to kill it. Yeah, I, I I can I can agree with that. I, I think in a lot of films, they just kind of end up transitioning to something even darker, and I think you gave the kids some good redemption arc. I mean, I am interested to see where things go, but I wouldn't be sad if nothing happened. <laughs> you know, if this is where we yeah. ended it, I think it still was a really good... Uh, part one, part two, kind of story where yeah, you, you got a taste of what was going on. Yeah, it could go either way, really, because yeah, like what Scott was saying, they could just end it right, right here, and it's it's really up to our own thoughts and, and imaginations as far as like what happens next. But you know, you know, Hollywood's gonna want to push that that trilogy. <laughs> They're gonna be <laughs> like, well, yeah, like sequels, it's, it's probably they gonna make money. a lot of money too, man. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, those are our thoughts on A Quiet Place 2. Thank you, everybody, for that. We're going to jump into our next segment here. All right, so that was our review, like we said, for A Quiet Place Part 2. We are now going to jump in into kind of the topic of the week, I guess. Not really. It's just more of like a look back for the last 100 episodes. We just break it down a little bit more. A little reflection. Uh, Like... And once again, I know it's been a while since we just talked about it because, in a way, you've just listened to the review, obviously. <laughs> but um, originally, we had John and Mikey on this as well, and we talked a little more, and they asked us questions, and you know. But hey, they're not here anymore. Like I said, the audio got fucked up. So uh, <laughs> I mean, it took a hundred episodes for us to finally like have a bad up. Ep- We've never actually removed an episode ever, no, even with no, terrible no. audio. It's never been this bad, but this was like unusable. This was bad. So. The real truth so, is that let, we didn't like what Mikey yeah. and John were saying. They were calling us out on a lot of our bullshit, and we just we didn't appreciate it. So, Nabil was sending me texts like while it was happening. He said, "Cut their mics," and I was like, "I don't know if I'm allowed to." <laughs> He's like, "Cut them. They don't. They don't deserve to be on this goddamn thing." I was like, "Oh my god, what?" But what about the memories? He's like, "Fuck the memories." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Uh, but no, guys, 100 episodes. Did you? I mean, I want to start with just Nabil here for the most part. Did you think we'd get to 100? Did you think we would have fizzled out after like 20? Like, all right, guys, well, that was fun. You know, my my whole premise of it was just trying to hang out with you guys and find a reason to do it. Um, but I thought that eventually somebody would get bored of it. Maybe Marco, you know, would find himself a new fan base and just end up going independent and saying, <laughs> fuck you guys. And then it's just James and me by ourselves saying, what the fuck are we going to talk about? You know. Bill uh, can only take his pants off so many times, guys. <laughs> like we said, though, in our original recording, we've always had Mikey on the bench. He's warming that bench yeah, up. Yeah, always ready. Yeah. Mikey's ready. <laughs> so Mikey's ready Practice to probably fill in anyone's shoes. So when, yeah. when you guys finally decide to, like, settle down and figure shit out with your life, like then you're going to be like, well, guys, I don't really have time for this. I'm like, well, Mikey, I'll, it's going to be like calling up a dude on, like, uh, draft day in the football. I'm like, right. ready to join the movie pals? <laughs> like, I'm up to the big league. He gets, yeah, he's Mikey's got the jersey. He's got movie pals one. <laughs> Yeah, here or he take, he just rips his pants off like it's a basketball game. He's like, "Let's go!" I've been warming up for three years. Fuck. Yeah, uh, so um, I think it's great that yeah. uh, you know it's a testament to our our bond, our friendship, our fan base. You know, people still being interested enough to want to listen to us. 
that we've yeah. been able to make it to 100 and hopefully many more that it's it's been it's been actually very very fun you know just having a bunch of random conversations about our thoughts on films and then you know just me without a shirt airing it out there right nice. yeah yeah <laughs> no no i i agree i agree it's just one of those things too where um there was a lot of hurdles early on because just like equipment wise you know that's what i would say and uh we did give a shout out to john before it's just uh john helped us out a lot you know equipment wise mike oh he's funded my whole uh equipment filters. here so <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bottom. So, he's know, basically i mean Nabil actually wears a pair of basketball shorts <laughs> that says like powered by john ring actually it's it's, it's an advertisement actually he's funded like half the pod so he's he's a huge investor of this so he is Thank yeah you so, so much, we're john. grateful for that I'm he sorry, gave us the water balls because zaddy john yeah get it right dude uh, he, you know, got us the water bottles now because he kept bitching that Marco was. Uh, I mean, look at Marco's not even using his. You son of a bitch, <laughs> man! What <laughs> is that? Sunny bottle. It's still in the Fucking plastic. Ass. I'm afraid to use it. I saw someone use it, and I'm like, it's memorable. It's, it's memorabilia. Like, it's yeah, you're supposed free. to. The more you use it, the more you get reminded of it. I know, but I just it looks so pretty. Marco in the back said, of "Is there a way to take the logo off?" Because he has a logo. <laughs> He's trying to use a knife. He's like, "Is there a way to take it off so no one knows?" I'm like, "Jesus, for the old logo." I'm just actually. using a nail filer, just trying to just. Just scrape that shit off. He's like, fuck yeah. him, dude. Yeah. Comic Book John gets one. Yeah. I told you, Marco just threw it at his door, and he's like, figure it out. No <laughs> explanation. Uh, I was going to drop by today and, and drop it. Sorry, John. You you will get it, Comic Book John. Give it. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. I know we talked about it, and we kind of talked about our favorite episode already with Scott, so I don't want to go over that. And I know we have the uh, viewers, but like, what's your guys' best? I would say just this. What's your guys' best memory of the last 100? I would say... And I've already talked about this numerous times, but the two that stand out the most, and we even said this with John and Mikey in the room, were the the James Bond marathon for sure, and Fun times, the yeah. the Dark marathon, like doing all three seasons, because I felt like bonded with you guys. It was just such a such a long stretch to do, but yeah, we we got through it. It was it was fun. The James Bond one. We I mean, did fuck, it, like, we did we did Bond movies for two months, man. Yeah, like, we we did row. it right in the midst of the pandemic and stuff, and I felt it was something that really brought us together and kind of had like a light at the end of the tunnel and kind of helped distract yeah. us from all the bullshit. And Dark was just fun. It was it was something different. We'd never done a TV show, especially one that's you know not in English. So I, I just felt those two were very special. We were just totally invested into it we've done a ton of marathons before but those two seem to stick out to me the most i don't know about you guys nice i don't know like i said i think before too i i'm sorry that we keep saying stuff from before but truly it was a good episode it just you guys will never hear it it's the only real lost <laughs> episode we've ever done now yeah we really have one now um i wouldn't want someone to listen to and kill themselves because of fucking audio i don't know just every day every time just getting prepped for it i like that we stick to like a good schedule for the most part. I know Nabil's missed like 15 episodes, but it's not a big deal, but he'll <laughs> catch up one day. Like five. I mean, technically like five has he like done 100 eight, episodes. actually, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> we counted up every, like, maybe I missed yeah, more I'm than saying. I thought. I was like, duh, bud. <laughs> You're the only one that takes vacations out of us. Fuck, man. That's true. Um, yeah, I, think, I think I missed one only when we did, what did we do? Uncle Frank? That's the Uncle Frank, missed. you yeah, missed. Yeah, I missed Frank. a bonus episode, but I was technically still there. Because you, you were there and couldn't yeah. speak. No, I literally was there. Yeah, I just couldn't speak. Yeah. My throat was fucking killing me, and I just felt bad because I was like talking to Sunny like I was the fucking that gorilla from Congo. Hi, my name James. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are some of your uh 
anything for you, Nabil, or if you have any, or maybe what's your worst? What's your worst thought? Cats. My worst thought. Cats was such a bad film, man. I was. (laughs) You know, it's the only hour and a half movie that I thought was four hours long. I was like, how long has this been going? There are a lot of films that we watch that I question the thought process of saying what we're going to watch, but then I just say to myself, you know what? It's worth the challenge. Let's see what ends up happening. And that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel. But I was then, blazed watching that freaking movie, and it still didn't help. So <laughs> no, that was a I bad mean, one. I Cats yeah. was bad. That film was. Ugh. Though that I don't know the, if the it was, was pretty bad. Too. Half as bad as Winchester. Winchester was more disappointing than anything else because you know, yeah, it's got some we good knew lore it. around but it. But see, the whole thing is like we knew Winchester was going to be bad, and we did Cats almost as like a joke because yeah. it was yeah. during the beginning of the pandemic. We didn't have anything. Fucking all the movies are getting canceled every week, and we're like, "Fuck it." We, I, I was like, "I bought Cats for five dollars." You guys want to watch this? And we'd heard it was terrible, so it was like, "Fucking, well, let's just watch it, right?" <laughs> and it was, it was that terrible. So. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I will say that usually some of the b- bad movies we end up having really good pods off of because we were able to just actually talk about in in a way that it's just like, this is just not a film that anybody wants to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, give an update. I do, but Cats is a film, that's what I was telling you guys before too on our Lost Pod, that we can, yeah, I know. we can see a film and when we rag on it to the point where it's not even fun, it's just like, this is just a bad film. Don't waste your time at all. And we can't even... Really not a lot of talk it about it. It's way. like, yeah, this just fucking sucks. So. Yeah, when it comes out to that, it's not fun. It's not something that I find enjoyable. It's it's the films that are bad, but we can still make fun and. I'll, I'll say this much though: like, I don't think we've hit too many that were absolutely terrible. Or all three of us, like, yeah. this was like a terrible idea. Although there have been movies where we, well, I, even halfway through, I'm like, ooh, we should have picked something else. But I mean, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, so. they can't all be hitters. So, no, yeah. definitely, but. Uh, regardless, I know I want to get into the viewer questions now, Marco, because uh, quite a few of you guys through our social medias or t- sending texts directly to us wanted to ask some questions. So, Marco, what are right. some of the viewer questions? We ha- we have quite a few, and uh, keep in mind, like James said, we have answered these already, but uh, now we get to answer them again, and we can even change our answers if we want. Look at that. I'm just kidding. It's the honor system. Right We're going to tell you exactly what we said before. But this was a good one. I might one. mix it up. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a good one from one of our listeners and also someone who was a guest on here. But uh, this person's question is, we're going to keep you anonymous for this one. I know last time I busted you all out. Some of you didn't like that. So, you know, I'm going to keep you anonymous. This one asks, which terrible movie is your guilty pleasure? I think it's... We can start with I'm trying to think. whoever. <laughs> Uh, I mean, not nothing that we've done, but I like some... I mean, you guys know I like some really shitty horror films. So I was actually thinking about this one since the last time. Cause I said last time, like, um, uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist, right? Terrible movie. Absolutely yeah. terrible, but it's so fucking funny. It's very enjoyable. And it's one of those movies that makes me just, like, cry from laughing. But I think for me, it's a lot of these shitty horror films. Like, um, for instance, Marco bought me the whole Friday the 13th box set, and... A lot of those movies are really fucking bad, but I like all of them. <laughs> except I don't really don't like Jason X, but all the other ones for the most part, like they're bad, right? They're generally bad movies. They're shot with low budget. They're really cheesy. They're really predictable. But I think for me personally, I don't. I, it's kind of like because when I saw a lot of those, I marathon that. I've marathon that whole series so many times. Yeah, you did. And I'm probably going to do it again we were, this year. We were playing the game a lot at the time. I think. Yeah, we were. It, for the, so. That was like my third time going through the shit again, dude. Yeah. So like. 
I think that memory and like the people we met during that time period too is just kind of like it was a cool moment in time. So yeah. I think that's probably my guilty pleasure is like the Friday the Thirteenth series. Right on. What about you, Nibble? Yeah, mine is actually anything the BBC. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> anything on BBC. I do. I do watch a lot of British television and uh, and uh, films. I do like that kind of slow thing. I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure though. I feel like it's pretty pretty on point for just my brand of film because uh james will watch something and then be like this is terrible but you know what nabil you'd love this film <laughs> he does that quite often. <laughs> well there's some movies i mean to me everyone has different tastes and i'm like okay i don't think this is the greatest movie but i know your taste so i'm like this is yeah. right up your alley though but i do like a, a shitty action film as well like some of the b-list uh like delta force uh even some of the 80s action films like i know james you saw Cobra recently, which is a terrible it's film. Terrible. Yeah, but also terrible. so good. It's terrible but fun. I got some shit for people yeah. on that, by the way. They're like, How could you rate this one star or something? Like, Have you seen it? Yeah. It's a bad film. That's it why. Is. It is. But it's, it's also such a good eighties action film. Some old Chuck I don't Norris think it's a films. good 80s. I mean, yeah, we could talk about yeah. that, but no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's what so. I'm saying. Like those are those are my kind of guilty pressures. I'll put on a, a shitty action film any day and just kind of watch it and, and find some that makes sense though and see for me it's like i'll watch a horror movie before i go to sleep and that's probably why i have nightmares all the time you do (laughs) apparently talk in my sleep too much shit what about Uh, you marco what about you marco i would say mine was hands down the 80s movie mannequin i just i love that movie i have so many fond memories of it like my family like gathered around the tv and watching this i know (laughs) it's it's totally fucking random weird one it is but I, I love that fucking movie, dude. It's it always it'll always have like a It's like a like romantic comedy kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Technically? Fucking guy at a convenience store falls in love with a mannequin that comes to life. I know it's weird. The eighties was yeah. wild. Yeah. <clears throat> but we we would always make it uh, was, yeah. jokes saying, Let's watch let's watch a movie with Hollywood because Hollywood that that the character in the movie named Hollywood, so yeah. Jesus. Okay. But yeah, it just uh, it just always reminds me of like my childhood and watching movies with my parents and stuff. That's one of the earliest ones I can remember. So, whenever it's on or wherever That's I see it, I'm like, I gotta watch yeah. this fucking movie. So, yeah. I don't think I've seen that movie in years. Um, I saw it like once, three, four years ago. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were about to be like, I just saw it on Wednesday. Holy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> That's my <laughs> typical Thursday, man. So, That's next question. Mean. This is also from someone who's been a guest on here and also a very loyal listener. Actually, quite a few good ones here, but I think the one I picked was, what's the coolest part of having a podcast? Was it what you expected? I like that question. I think it's just for me personally, because I study film, I, I, you know, obviously I didn't get into film because I'm doing this podcast or else you guys would probably know. But it's like my one connection to my degree, I guess, is I get to talk about movies with you guys, break it down. I get got more of the scholarly knowledge on shit i guess i don't know so i don't know it's just fun that's the coolest part i think and it's kind of unexpected that we get some interactions with people and they give their opinions or like hey because you guys recommended this i'm watching this now and that's cool like i mean the whole point is like if we can change even one person i think to you know even see something from like what we recommended or what we said was bad, and they give us an opinion. I think that's cool. I like yeah. uh, getting discussions about that kind of stuff. So, if it what just a, impacts you, one person, it makes a difference for us all. What about you, man? <laughs> um, honestly, th- this pod started uh, just a little bit after I had gotten married and had moved away from 
from these guys. So it was good to have a chance to have a reason to spend more time with you guys regularly rather than, you know, periodically uh, when we were able to, to find a chance to meet up. So that's what I think is one of the coolest things. And now that we've, you know, that I've gotten further away, even with the pandemic and moved away, that we're still able to regularly do this, it still makes the podcast worth it. I, I love the fact also that we do have such many fans on Instagram and then also are so many listeners on this that it it has surprised me how many people, you know, are interested enough into hearing our thoughts and uh, our feedback on films, especially with, you know, the three of us have similar tastes, but also very eclectic tastes in other areas. So um, yeah. it's kind of good to to see that we're we're making some kind of impact to that. But yeah, ultimately, the coolest thing is that, you know, we're just doing a podcast with a bunch of friends and talking about things we like. And I was like, I love shooting the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I agree with a, lot awesome. with a lot of uh, what you said, Bill. I like the camaraderie, us coming together and doing something we really enjoy, which is watching movies and just talking about it, you know, whether we're trashing it or whether we're praising it. Getting to talk about video games and books with you guys. And also, like, what you were saying, Bill, also, like, having people that are actually interested in our opinions and and sharing them or disagreeing with us, opening up a discussion, maybe, like, teaching us something that we didn't know, you know? It's like, oh, I didn't know that about that movie. Oh, okay, that's a pretty interesting fact. So, stuff like that. Was it what I expected? Not really. I didn't really expect us to make... I, it was a milestone just to make it past 10 episodes, because I used to be part of a podcast, and we never made it... Or at least I never made it past, like, six or something. And uh, then James and I came up with this idea, and we talked into Bill about it, and that's how it all started. So this this has definitely exceeded what I expected, like, and then some. And and this this episode is a true testament to that. So, yeah, I just I love talking about mo- movies. I love talking about it with these two knuckleheads, and it's it's always oh, fun times. So I'm always looking forward to what, what new laughs we're gonna have, and uh, you know. How many times the Bill's going to take his shirt off? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> it's just fun to talk to uh, these guys and talk movies. I mean, it, it's it's such an important episode that we came back to fix it. So fucking look into that yeah. one. Yeah. We didn't turn into a bonus episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're piecing this shit together We're like close a jigsaw to. puzzle. <clears throat> Next question is from a uh, big friend of the pod. And uh, this listener asks, what excites you the most about the future of the movie pals? Any new stuff coming to the format or lineup? I would say yeah. I'm excited because movies, as you can tell from the last few we've done, are finally coming back to theaters. So as a as opposed to last year, we're gonna have a lot more theater movies. So usually higher budgets. These are usually you know we did a lot of indie films last year, which and we spotlighted. And I mean that's why we did so many um, marathons, which is funny because we're about to do another marathon for the next one. But <laughs> uh, regardless of that, we're gonna have more guests. We already have some lined up for the next couple. F- uh, we're going to try to do that. We're trying to get more females on here. We know it hasn't been a lot. We looked at the stats. It's only been 30% of guests have been female, 70% male. I know. We're looking to change that. Math. And I'm looking forward to the movies. I'm looking forward to the um, discussions. I think we have some really good ones coming up. I kind of actually, we almost have it planned for like the whole year, like what to do. Minus like if something happens, of course, or we need to push yeah. something out or something gets rescheduled. But for the most part, all of this stuff is, um, it looks like it's going to work out pretty well. And um, we just did the star system in this one. You guys would have heard it more with the Cruella, <laughs> Cruella <laughs> review, but unfortunately not. So, But you'll get to hear it on the um, 
uh, or you just heard it, sorry, on the uh, Quiet Place Part 2. So, But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, more movies, I guess. Yes. With you guys. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to finally show all the uh, visual effects that were put into this video that we record. You know, we haven't had a chance to really post most of that, so there's going to be a lot more flashes, a lot more bangs, some side-scrolling text, some vertical scrolling text, you know, stuff like that. It's going to look great. You guys are going to love it. I'm all for Except that. for this is an audio podcast, so you'll never hear it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, te- yeah, yeah. I don't think you guys would, I don't think recording us would make any difference on this. No, I don't. I you don't think so. Be, be we like, might maybe fuck? one day we'll we'll post the audio onto YouTube if people want really something to listen. We like could actually, yeah, yeah. That would yeah, maybe we may, the only we may start thing, a YouTube but, channel. Yeah, but yeah. the video part of it, I don't. You know, if, <laughs> we'll be honest. There's a lot of edits in here, so as it yeah, should you be, would you should not want this raw. And <laughs> yeah. I would not want to go in and no. edit the thing. This would that would be no. a bitch to do, man. Yeah, it'd be pretty rough. Yeah, but I. Sorry, I'm just thinking about what the Bill said he was gonna do. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say something else. He's like, "What it feels like wearing a shirt the whole pod." I don't know. Never know. Uh, I, I agree with what what James is saying that you know the fact that movies are coming out now. It seems that things are getting better, so I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, yeah I want to I want to try more new stuff. You know, get you know more female guests on here. I want to try to get some other podcasters on here too, and and see if you guys want to be a guest and we'll be guests on your podcast if you want so we have a few podcast friends so maybe doing some more of that i think it would be interesting i think it'd be, That'd be cool or yeah. invite us to your podcast fuck right like you said yeah i know yeah exactly all three of us or one of us who For cares listen. we'll take turns no but um but yeah that'd yeah, be fun that'd be cool yeah absolutely all right so this is an easy question and it's just for funsies and this listener is asking have we ever seen the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Totally random. Oh yeah, no, I remember this question. No, I have not actually. I uh, I actually I I I um I actually owned that movie at one point for some reason and I just really? never watched it. Yeah, I had it in a lot. I bought a lot of game uh, like a lot, like you know, a ton of stuff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a like a no, not like, like a a bundle of games from a guy and like that that copy was in there for some a reason, gaggle. but then I just sold it off or some shit. I don't remember what the fuck I did with it, but no, I've never seen it, but uh, it seems like it's up my alley, to tell you the truth. I have seen it, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It's like a cheesy B-horror movie. I always thought it was kind of like a good mix of comedy and, and gore in it, but yeah, I, it's a fun movie, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I saw it a long time ago. It's probably been, gosh, like 15 years or maybe. So, but I was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. From what I remember, it was. I mean, yeah, just like what you said, Margo. It was, it was okay. I'm looking it, was, it up. It I mean, it, it's, it came out at 88, so it's only an hour 26. If you have Cinemax, you can see it for free. But if you don't, yeah, you can rent it. I might. You know what? I'll add that to my list just for whoever the hell asked this question. Add it in there. I will. If you follow me on Letterbox, you'll see a review for this eventually. But I think it was on Prime <laughs> at one point. So it's Probably. it's been on my like watch. I remember for a while, it was on so. Netflix at one point. Was it? Yeah, it's one of those yeah. movies that is on and then it just disappears when you finally want to watch it. Like, damn, I should have caught that goddamn thing. Yeah. So. Okay. On to the next question. It's another fun one. Are all you movie pals single or taken? Oh well, I mean, Nabil's married. He just brought it up. Yeah. Very and married. no, yeah, I am. Um, I've been practically married for like eleven years at this point. So. Yeah. But no, I'm. Yeah. There's an old ball and chain there. No, I'm just kidding. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my girlfriend. Uh, I've been with her a long time. 
We have a puppy together. Yeah, Bailey. We have yeah. a puppy together. The yeah. way he said it. We have a, so we have a, fur, a fur, new one. We have our fur baby. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a prospect there. There's, yeah, maybe off the market. You know, we'll see. Yeah, possibility. Single days for Marco. That's Marco. Cool. The single days are probably over for Marco. Hanging up. He's just gonna hang it up. It's, it's done. Well, that's good. Done deal. Finally, for a while we. Oh, we won't talk about it on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. On to the next question. This is actually a pretty good one. Have you ever walked out of a movie theater because the movie was so bad? If so, which movie? I have not. I've only... I thought about this, too, because of this question. There's only one movie I almost ever thought about walking out of, and it was the the Mummy Tomb of the uh, Emperor or some shit. I don't know. The third one, remember? I don't know what the <laughs> really? other one was. But I didn't know that. I remember it was so bad. I re- looked over at my friend at the time. I was like, do you want to get the fuck out of here? Because I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, an hour and a half in, I was like, fuck, this movie's bad. But no, I always stay because I always leave a review. And I feel like if you don't watch the whole thing, you can't really judge it the right way, I guess. What about you, Nabil? Yeah. I I haven't, like, inten- let's say intentionally walked out of a film because it was bad. But I did walk out of a film because it wasn't playing properly. It was uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, James actually had that film, too. And it cut out, like, about... I think it was about 40, 50 minutes in. And uh, they were... It was were... like an hour. Yeah, ish. It was <laughs> close, man. I was so yeah. high when I watched that movie, by the way. Oh, I was shit. talking to the dude next to me like he was one of my friends. And I, I was like, this. I don't even know this guy. Just random person. Like when Apu sh- shows up, I was like, that's Apu. He's like, yeah, dude, I, I don't know you. I was like, cool. <laughs> it was bad. And then, truthfully, when Nabil left, I was like, is he coming back? And then he never came back, and I was like, fuck, he didn't come back. (laughs) I just, they they gave me a refund, I was like, I'm out. There was one movie where Nabil left me in the goddamn theater all by myself the whole fucking time, too. I I didn't intend, I didn't (laughs) expect to leave the film, but I I did leave. (laughs) And actually, there was, hold on, we watched, uh, what's the one with uh, Winston Churchill? What's that one? Oh, uh, I was late to that film. Um, no, you weren't. You weren't late. You were on time. You were just getting food for the first forty-five minutes of the movie. Yeah, it was. And I felt bad because I sent with, you to get the food. Oh, that's when you guys you first came back. The Brain Deluxe. Yeah. yeah, and it was so bad. And then he came by, and, and I was like, "Dude, I thought you fucking left, dude." I think it's in like the darkest hour or something like that. Darkest hour. Yeah, darkest hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the fucking fo- fo- popcorn line forever. It was like 20 And then he minutes. came back and I was like, I can't even tell you what happened, bro. It's just just look up a history book, I guess, man. <laughs> I, well, I kind of already know what's happened in the in, you know, that part of history anyways, <laughs> but it was like, just like they're wow, still we in got World this War 2. Yeah, they're still in World War 2. You you haven't missed anything. Don't worry. He's I can't believe you. I was like, I thought you left. I was like, I already ordered popcorn. I'm getting fucking popcorn. This <laughs> I was like, he didn't grab any napkins. No, I was gonna- <laughs> he didn't say that. I was like, wow. <laughs> You want to go back out there for the napkins? I mean, I, I'm I'm watching it, so maybe you should just take the hit. No, but yeah, that's that's the times in the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Uh, next. Oh, actually, wait. I didn't answer it. I, I would say I think what I said was the '96 uh, movie, the Van Damme movie, The Quest. I went to go see yeah. it with my dad and my brother, and like 15, 20 minutes into the movie, we're just like, we're we're done. We just got up and left. We're like, fuck this, dude. What the fuck is this movie? We we just we couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't tough it out. Van Damme would have fucking high kicked your ass. I know. <laughs> the movie was with horrible. The, with the splits. You son of a bitch. 
Come back. But at least we didn't have to pay for me. it because my cousin was working at the movie theater and he let us in for free. Oh, see, that makes out. sense. Because back then, if, my, if we paid anything, I think that's why we stayed yeah. all the time. Like, well, we're not going to get a fucking refund. So. Right. Okay. And the next question is, which movies and shows have really bonded you as friends? I mean, I, I guess it was like, we talked about like Dark before. I think that's what yeah. we talked about. Dark, dark was I think a good one. A big yeah. One. yeah. I'd, I'd say our, our marathons have really bonded us. Whether it's the Fast and Furious movies or James Bond, Dark is a really good one. Mission Impossible, that was good. Yeah, Mission, Impossible Mission Impossible ones. I think all of those have really bonded us because it's it's an experience to do all of that, to like watch the Harry Potter series too. Because there's a lot of firsts for some of fun. us. like, yeah. And it's kind of cool to kind of share that with someone and say, oh shit, you've never seen this before, let's do that. Which the majority of the time it's me. But uh, it's still like a lot of fun. I would say half the time that's how we do a lot of these marathons. It's because one of you guys yeah. is, haven't seen them, or you guys want to show your significant others, and it's like fuck it, let's just watch them. You know. So. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. We haven't done a Lord of the Rings one yet, guys. Let's just say no. It's on the it's on the list. Shit, the Godfather one too. On still, I want to do so. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Who was your favorite guest on the pod? Oh yeah, we're doing this. Um. Like I said, I like Sunny a lot. I unfortunately I didn't get to talk to Sunny. Yeah. Because I might have had like fucking COVID back then. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we were really sick. He was really good. Uh, Mikey is like a superstar for filling in. Like especially a lot of times, Mikey's filled in like last minute. Like, hey, Mikey, are you free tomorrow? And you know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're calling you up you from were with me Come when on. we saw the yeah. You were with me when we saw the movie, so I'm assuming you're good to go. Um, he just banks in that film just in case, you know. Whether he's with I mean, I see like a like probably 90% of the films with Mikey, he's always with me. So, it, it's it's cuz I'm prepping per- correctly just to have the bench warmer <laughs> just to make sure. I'm like, I need to make sure the, backup, the understudy guys. The understudy exactly. He needs to yeah. just in case, more than likely you're not going to have to, but what if one of us dies the day of the fucking play? Yeah. So, um Jill's yeah, really good right. too. I've always had yeah. fun with Jill. Um uh, we're gonna get her on a non-fucking Disney film finally. I guess we just used her for Disney movies, which is kind of fucked up. We're not trying to like, you know, be like chicks only watch Disney movies. No, they watch other movies too. We're aware yeah. we're not fucking dumb. But uh, and then yeah, I mean, I know that's not even a, a direct answer because I don't want to fucking say everyone was the best. But those are probably the standouts for me. Yeah, I can say I, I don't necessarily know if my favorite guest, but I can say. Uh, some of my more enjoyable interactions have been with Sunny because we were reviewing the Star Wars uh, film. The uh, Star Wars, the Star Wars. Unfortunately, James and was you not ho- able and to you, be there. You basically ran that one too, Nabil. So. Yeah, yeah. The and it, I, th- I think it turned out pretty well with the conversation. But what what Sunny was able to add to it, I think it would have been great to mm-hmm. have James on as well with with that added dynamic. But Sonny I was really so burned out own, though, man, really of that movie, yeah. Nabil. I was kind of like, I'm I kind of. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually okay with this. Yeah, you were you were pretty burned out from that film. So yeah, I think you had seen it already a few times at the time too, just um, once. But I, I wrote up a thing. I was t- t- typing to you the whole time, like, "Hey, yeah, stop this thing. now, move this there." Just to keep he was the being a very going, good it director. Was a, it was just a bonus episode, so I was yeah. like, and also I was and I also enjoyed like, um, Molly, so I was like, just go. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the podcast with uh, John as well from Waterfront Comics. Yeah, that was really fun being in. Oh yeah, that was really fun. That was a good conversation we had with him too. It was, it was, I think, a much more different perspective on on films than we had with some of yeah. our other guests as well. It's much more unique. It's cold as fuck in that uh, comic book shop too. I remember it was December. <laughs> it was, that? Yeah, oh my I was God, like, damn, dude. son, I gotta go get my jacket. It's fucking cold as fuck in here. Well worth <laughs> it. That was fun. That was really yeah. fun. I wouldn't mind doing that again, just because um, 
his shop is cool. So yeah, it is. I would uh, agree with both you guys. We have a lot of fun. Ge- all our guests are great. It's really hard to pick one, but I would say yeah, Waterfront Comics is definitely memorable because we were there. We, you know, it's where the phrase "live from Waterfront Comics" you know started from. Yeah, Sunny was fun. It was fun having Sunny uh, Scott on this pod. We've been wanting to get Scott on here for the longest time. It was fun having him on the pod for this one, and we actually landed landed uh, the movie that we wanted to do with him. Uh, Jill's fun. Our friend Yasmin was on here as well too. It was fun having her on the pod. David was really fun too. It was really fun to have him on here. Mikey, of course. Um, even your brother John James. Like we're we're just shouting out everybody that we've had on the pod. It's, yeah, it's we really just basically did that. We're not saying no one was bad, but <laughs> so. you're all great, man. Seriously, y'all fit in with us great, and we love having you. Here, yeah. So let's do one more. Why do you like movies so much? I like movies a lot because I love movies because it tells a story. It's a different medium of sh- showing a story in someone's perspective of in a way that a lot of times you can't see. Like I can't fly a spaceship and fight dragons or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Or I mean, he tries to, fight. but. In my dream, <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where it's you know the imagination of people that I like. I I mean, you guys know I'm a sucker for like really really fucking dark drama sometimes that are like really like out there. And then but then there's a mix. I go total 180 and like I love horror films and I mean it's situations I don't want to be in, but I like being scared and it gets my emotions going. And I mean it's one of those things I like discussing too. That's that's really it. I just I love film. It's one of those things that I liked it so much I decided to study it in college and find out that it was impossible to get into for the most part. So that's why we started the podcast. There you go. That's the origin. What about just you, Bill? Uh, you know, for me, it's always been the experience of awesome. seeing a film. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, going to the theater, you know, is, is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, with it's been really rough with the, obviously the pandemic and not being able to experience that. So watching films at home has not been as uh, fulfilling as as I would have hoped it would have been. Um, it just made me really realize how much I miss being in a the theater. That experience of being in an enclosed room, surrounded with other people, watching a film, getting lost inside that, you know, the story or like James was saying, the plot of whatever it might be and feeling for a short period of time disconnected from the world around you and really just being enveloped in the story uh it's always been something that i've I've just loved doing and then especially when you have a good crowd in the theater um that might interact in the right way yeah yeah Yeah. it makes it also makes not like you guys in quiet place too crowd sorry about that right (laughs) it's gonna be pretty bad but um those are the things that really draw me to it so i love film because of that because of those experiences and i'm really happy that we're able to go to the theater again now um in a lot of areas and be able to start experiencing that again especially with some of those bigger blockbuster films um that that'll kind of bring me back into my my love of of film and a real appreciation of it again nice i would say it's a lot of what you guys said i mean i love movies ever since i was a kid it's a it's a great escape. It's it's nice to see, like James said, different stories told in in various different ways. Even if it's the same story, you know, told over and over and over again. If if someone can find a different way or a different interpretation of it, I like that. The experience, like Nabil was saying, going to the movie theater. I mean, experiences like going to see like Avengers Endgame, like that experience. You know, spoilers for Avengers Endgame, by the way. Like when Cap grabs that fucking hammer and everyone's like cheering, like. It, it it's hard to like 
you know, emulate that, you know, well, I mean, you probably could like at a sporting event or something, but it's something about that movie, something about the anticipation of wanting to see that, of waiting like months after months to, for that moment to come. And you're all sharing that, you know, and it, 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 it really is uplifting and shit. It's, it's entertaining. I don't know. It's, it's, it's nice to kind of just focus on these characters, get invested in them, really care for them. And, um, a lot of them sometimes, you know, have a lot of good things to say or point stuff out about life and you don't feel so alone in the universe and shit like that. So, yeah, and it, and it's fun to talk about them. So, yeah, it's it's just a it's a great form of entertainment in my opinion. Are there a lot of shitty movies out there? Yeah, but there are a lot of great ones and there's some hidden gems. So, you never know what you're going to run into. Definitely. So, once again, guys, thank you for submitting those questions. I hope we didn't um bore you to death with our responses but i mean you guys <laughs> asked them like we said we pretty much answered just about anything so yeah. um that's the end of the pod though that's podcast number 100 it, it's pieced together hope hopefully by the end of this uh it's made sense like i said uh, and you we explained it we um this is like a frankenstein of a fucking episode so hopefully this came out all right and um you enjoyed it and you'll be back for 101 but uh until then, Marco, how can our listeners reach us? You can't. We're done. We said episode 100 would be the last one, and we're going to stick to it. So we want to thank you all for sticking around. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> we're coming to Movie Palace got- 2.0 now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Movie Pals Pod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio, smash that subscribe button and you will never miss an episode. Please rate us, review us. We are still trying to get to those five stars. It's our 100th episode, guys. Come on, get us back to five stars. Comment. You can do Talk it. to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Because we'll listen to you. And we'll see you next time. Definitely. And uh, stay tuned because actually for episode 101, we are doing a marathon. We're going to be doing the Evil Dead franchise. Just the films, not the show. So until then, this is James and Marco and Nabil. Have a good one.